one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Welcome in, Red Sox fans. Another week, another episode of Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. And this week, of course, it's brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and enter the promo code Celtics to get your $50 off any Casper mattress. Uh, I got plenty to talk about. Another week, another show. Of course, you can find us on Red Sox underscore Beat on Twitter, Facebook, Red Sox Beat Podcast, we're on Tumblr. Please, the biggest thing you can do for us is rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. And, of course, you can listen to us on Stitcher as well, um, as well as the CLNS Radio app. So plenty of ways to listen to us. Um, before we get into this, how, how you two doing? We haven't been together, the three of us, in a few weeks. Yeah, it's exciting to be back together. Yeah, it's been a while. We've got a duo show the last two weeks, but three weeks later, we are back. Whole gang's here. Well, I've, I've been here the whole time, so I shouldn't say we are back. You guys are back. Oh, we're back. Just, being, just bragging about being the steady constant, <laughs> as always. Um, so, Jess and I did the show last week. We get our thoughts on a bunch of stuff. Now, we want to get Lauren's thoughts on what we missed last week, just briefly. So, Lauren, why don't you tell us, before we get to the Wade Miley trade, how do you feel about your boy, Johnny Cueto? Um, I'm excited he has a team. I didn't. I was getting kind of worried that he hadn't signed um, on our last show and the show that Jess and I did. I'm glad he went to the Giants. I like the Giants. I have a sentimental meaning to the Giants. My brother was born there. My mom lived there for a while. So I'm glad he has a team. I think he'll do very well there. Uh, Sad he's not in Boston, of course, but I'm just glad that he's got a home and I don't have to stress about him not signing. So... Last week we t- I talked about it for a split second. I was kind of hoping that he would come here on a discount because he really wanted to play in Boston. Right, yeah, he I- still wasn't even on a team last last show. <laughs> yeah, last show he was. St- we were talking about him not signing yet either. So yeah, I was I was kind of hoping that they'd work something out. Like it'd be nice to have another proven starter in our lineup, but I know it would come at a high cost. What even if it was a discount? And kind of lost hope after the whole price signing, and then the article came out about him wanting to to be here, and I was like, oh man. Yeah, I would have loved to have Cueto, but I think Price is the big one. I think you did it right with Price. Um, if he was willing to come here on a discount, I would have been very willing to um, to do that. And obviously, if you could have both of them, that'd be awesome. But I think the Red Sox did the right thing. I think they went after the right man. And clearly, Cueto wasn't even their second guy because of that whole situation with Granky when they signed Price and how Granky was waiting for them and that whole back-and-forth thing. But um, either way, Cueto, the Giants, this is the Giants' year to win the World Series, according to their trend. So... Who knows? Yeah, Maybe he'll Cueto said, "I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to pitch the Giants to, to the even year World Series." So he's, he's <laughs> ready. But I'm interested, though. I mean, what do you guys think? It's he got six years, 130 million. So that's 21.6 million a year, which obviously is still a lot of money, but it's not as much as a lot of the other pitchers. And you know, obviously, we and a lot of other people thought he was going to be one of the top, the top um, guys. Basically, him and Price wasn't the case, and he got a little lower deal. So are you guys surprised by that, and why do you think that is? Um, I'm not surprised. He's kind of, I think, to me, he's in that lower tier. He's not top two. He's not in the middle where, like, Jordan Zimmerman was, and that feels like eternity ago now when he signed. But um, I think he's kind of, I think it's in the right spot. I think this is the pocket. I think, um, what was his offer that he turned down? That was six years, $120 million. Okay, so he got a little more. But not um, much more. No, not much more, but I think better situation. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's it, definitely a better situation for him than the than the Diamondbacks. I think, yeah, I think if you're him, you'd rather go here than the Diamondbacks, so I think he won that situation. I think he benefited from waiting. He did wait a while. We talked about it, but, hey, six years, $130 million. Um, I think some, a lot of people probably think that that's a cheap cheap uh, contract considering what Price and Granke both got. So. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of hype around him, especially with talks of him coming to Boston. And obviously Boston pays their players really well. And um, I think what it came down to, what I think may have happened is his agent could have said, oh, you can go out there and get more than this, more than that. And we've heard stories about that before. I think when Jason Baratek was here, his manager was saying he could get Jorge Posada type of money and it kind of you know, screwed him out of 
um, arbitration or whatever he had to do, and he had to take less money. So maybe it had something to do with his agent, but either way, he got more than what the Diamondbacks offered, and I think that's essentially what he was going after. And now he's going to look like a steal, because he's, to me anyway, because he's staying in the National League. He's not coming to the American League like he was in Kansas City. So he gets to go back to pitching in the National League where he's built his name, he's built his resume. Oh. This contract might look like a steal come the end of this year. And if he pitches if he pitches lights out and does really well all year, Giants make the playoffs and he still continues to do well, it's like you said, it's going to look like a, a steal and they're going to look like geniuses. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a good situation for him because back to the National League, like you said, Jared, where he spent the whole rest of his career with the Reds on a crappy team, now he's in the National League on a good team, which means he'll be even better than he was before. So I think for him personally, it definitely works out the best. A little more money in the, with the, the, the uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah, he can possibly opt out for two years, even though he probably won't, won't want to. So, yeah, it could have been a little more money, I guess. But other than that, it seems like a pretty pretty good deal for him and the Giants. I will say, too, because we knew he wanted to come here. I'll give him all the credit in the world for wanting to come here because that coming here wouldn't have been the best situation for him because he would have come to a tough AL East. It would have been coming not going back to the NL, which would have made him have to struggle a little more to pitch well, and he, he wanted to come here. Boston was his first choice, so I give him credit for even wanting to come here. But I think overall, obviously, San Francisco is a better situation than Boston. Yeah, I think overall, much as it pains me to say it, I think it is too. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, um, hopefully, let's, let's have a Red Sox-Giants World Series. Make him feel bad he didn't come here. Yeah. Beat him. <laughs> yeah. No, I want a Red sox Cubs World Series, let's be honest. Well, yeah, but I, I just want to see Cueto. We all know that. <laughs> well, then take a trip to San Francisco, Lauren, and go see Cueto. Well, maybe I'll have to. Well, I'm happy that he went to the team you wanted him to be if you couldn't come here since you have Giants roots. Yes, so it's it's <laughs> nice. He's still he's still part of me somehow. Well, we should do a live we could do a live broadcast from the uh from San Francisco. Absolutely. Just because just the fun of it. <laughs> I'll hop on a plane right now. That could be entertaining. Right now. Right, um, see ya. Bye. Yeah, Quiddle's probably not there. <laughs> just saying. Probably not in San Francisco at the moment. Mm, not yet. Well he did get introduced. But he probably left. <laughs> he probably <laughs> They, those guys are gone same It day. is off-season. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not there. Um, but so, there you go. So Johnny Cueto signs with the San Francisco Giants. Six years, $130 million. Uh So it's uh, $21.6 million a year. Um, if my quick math, a.k.a. looking at Jess's notes, are right, then it's $21.6 million a year. So I think it's a good deal for him. I think the Giants panned out. I think Cueto gets to go and pitch for a team that should battle for a World Series. The um, they have the talent on that roster, and like we said, it's the even year, so we'll, we'll kind of hope that the Giants will be in it. I like watching the Giants play baseball. They're a fun team, and it's nice to see both Buster Posey in the playoffs as well. So, rooting for the Giants and Johnny Cueto, that's for sure, moving forward. Um, last week, before we move any forward, obviously Wade Miley was traded um, to the Mariners, so let's get Lauren's thought on that, because she wasn't on the show last week, and that's something that was kind of a big deal, because you, you, you secured a closer, not a closer, well, he closed well, for the He Mariners. was a closer, yeah. <laughs> so I guess he was a closer, but I was thinking, I was going down the road of closer for yourself, but not really. Um, you secured another arm in the bullpen, a solid arm who's a gun in Carson Smith. So, Lauren, what do you think of this deal for the Red Sox? I love it, and Smith is young. He had 70 appearances last year, 231 ERA, and I, I think with this bullpen behind Kimbrell, Koji, and I, he's just a power arm. And like you said, he's got a gun, and I just, I love it. I love the deal. I'm going to miss Miley. I did want him to stay out of the uh, out of the starters, but I'm happy with what we got in return. Yeah, and he's... And the nice thing about it, too, Jess, we talked about this last week, is that now you secure four innings of solid bullpen arms. So if your starters are garbage, it's probably okay. Well, if you think about it, like, last year, Joe Kelly could barely go five innings, but and that's okay if one of our starters can't get out of the fourth or fifth inning because now we have the solid bullpen. I'm feeling very confident about our bullpen this year. How can you not? I know. I hope it's not a bummer like last year's team was where they're Ugh. just like not as good as they should be. But Smith's really good. Kimbrell's obviously nasty, and we already know Koji and Junichi can pitch here, so that's that's good too. And the biggest thing is, and we, I'll bring it up all the time too, is with Koji and Tozawa having to pitch less, they'll be fresher, obviously, and that makes for them to be much more dominant because they're always good at the beginning of most years, and they're always dominant. It's just later in the year when they have to get overworked because last year they were the only two arms we could secure outs with last year. So I think that this is huge for them because now you have them. You're not going to have to pitch all four of those guys every night. I hope not anyway. You have to think the rotation is going to do a little better than that. So some of these guys will have off nights. Um, 
Kimbrell's back there to relieve Koji. Tozawa and Carson Smith can flip off. So it, it's a great situation for these guys, being Koji and, and um, Tozawa, because now it's, okay, these guys can be at their best and not have to be used every single night. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely huge. Yeah, I, I like what you said about that you're not going to have to pitch every game, because even though you have that, that deadly 6, 7, 8, 9, that's great. But the starter is going to go past five innings hopefully most of the time, and you can mix and match different games, who pitches what games. Like you said, give Tozawa Yuihara some rest, so they'll be as good as they can be. So it's just there's no way it really can go wrong unless they basically all get injured. Other than that, yeah. I don't really see how it could be bad anyway. No, I don't see it being bad either. Um, like I said, it's I'm very confident in this bullpen, and we have really strong arms, and we know what they're capable of, and I'm excited for Kimbrell, and I'm excited for Smith, and I'm so I'm excited for the pit, the pitching this year. For for once, I'm excited for the pitching. <laughs> so we never never hear that before, right? Right, not last year pitching. especially. <laughs> so Wade Miley's gone. Lauren, are you going to miss Wade Miley at all? Yeah, I'm absolutely going to miss him. You know, he was fun to watch, and he was, pitched well last year. I think Jess and I looked it up. He was he had the most wins out of the starting rotation. Yep. I think that 11. was Miley. Yeah. Yes, and yep. He was the most consistent. I liked watching his his blowups and his tantrums. But you know he's. I think he's going to do well in Seattle. But um, I th- I think I'm going to enjoy Carson Smith a little bit more than Wade Miley. <laughs> <laughs> you have to because you're getting. If you compare him with their positions, Wade Mi- Carson Smith is better at his position than Wade Miley is at his. Yes, because yeah. he's an above average reliever, and Miley's an average starter. Exactly, and Carson easy. Smith can turn himself. Carson Smith could turn himself into a really good reliever, depending on what he does for the Red Sox this year, and, and put it, get put in a good role because he has is getting put in a really good situation. Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's it's definitely a good, it's good, and I'll miss Miley too. But it's like we're saying, it's just it made sense for what we need right now because we have an abundance of starters, and you have to give up something if you're going to get someone of Carson Smith's caliber and. That something was obviously Miley, and he was a he was above average for us because our starters were so bad, so it made him look good with the most wins in the team. But obviously, overall, in general, he's an average starter. So I think we'll work yeah. out in terms of that at least. So of course, Miley no longer with the Red Sox. Last week, we also talked about Aroldis uh, Chapman. Um, he was supposed to go to the Dodgers, didn't end up happening. Domestic abuse issues. Just and I harped on this, but Lauren, what do you, what do you take about this situation? What a mess! And <laughs> this guy, he had, uh, I don't know, he's just, I mean, we've talked about domestic abuse and violence on the show before, and just like, how much of an idiot can you be? Like, he's supposed to go to the Dodgers, the playoff team every year, it's just, it's stupid, and it's, obviously, it's making him look like a horrible person, it's going to push teams away from him, and I mean, I'm sure teams are backing out now more than ever. So that's the big question we talked about. Jared said he would be on a team next year uh, before the season started, probably around spring training. I said I don't think he's going to be on a team when the season starts. So break the tie. Is he going to be on a team or not? I don't think so. All right. <laughs> and I, I think just because I'm always the minority on this show. <laughs> well, they have always the MLB, like we've talked about before, have such a platform of what not to do in this kind of situation. And I don't think he's just going to be on a team because it's just going to cause so much backlash. And Manfred's just done such a good job of handling so many of like some just doing a good job of being commissioner and just being not a failure at his job that I don't think he'd put something like not this. Roger Goodell right he, yeah and bring him up <laughs> he's not Roger always doing the commissioners come up then I think he's just not going to blow it and I just think something I think he's going to get suspended I don't know it's so what we want a suspended pitcher right right <laughs> exactly <laughs> the thing is it depends what well, for me and this is my quick explanation again is it depends on the Suspension for one and two. Some team's going to be desperate, guys. If you go, if some team goes into spring training and is missing that piece, a closer piece, some, and he's sitting there, some team will go and deal with it. They'll go, oh, you know what? We need a closer. He's not suspended that long. Well, let's let's take him. He's still good. Some team's going to need that guy. And I agreed with that last week. I said that he could very well be on the team, but I just feel like everyone's going to be like, screw this guy and just move on from him. Maybe he'll be on the team at some point. And yeah, it will be interesting to see what the suspension is. Assuming he gets one, yeah, he might not even get one. I think he will, but like, he should. Is it? It's obviously more likely for him to be on the team if he doesn't get suspended. We all know that. That's just common sense. But I think even if he gets suspended, some teams gonna go. Well, you know what? We can wait that long. It's either have him not not have him for all year, or only have him for a certain amount of the year. Some team will say, we know it's better to have him for this many games than not at all. 
Yeah, it's... I, I predict he'll be on a team by, like, May, maybe, maybe June. But, uh, of course, obviously, still pending the suspension. I mean, if he gets suspended 15 games, then, okay, then that's obviously not that long. But if he gets suspended for, like, 50 or, like, 75 or something like that, then who the heck would want him? And then maybe he won't be on a team the whole year, so... But I predict he'll be on a team by June. I th- Lauren, if you had to pick one team right now that would not, say take him at this very second, but you think that down the road would want him. I don't think I asked you this last week either, Jess, so you can answer if you want to. But one team that you think would be the most desperate for a closer that they would consider this? Oof. Hmm. That is a tough one. I mean, he was supposed to go with the Dodgers. I don't think the Dodgers would be so desperate to want him back. Um, <laughs> you never know. Kenley Jansen, though, and he's good. They do. That would have been such a nice duo. He, he was angry, too, when they were going to get Chavin. He was like, wait, what about me? <laughs> yeah, he was not happy about having two there be, be there being two closers. Um, hmm, the Astros? I don't know. <laughs> the Houston Astros. <laughs> I was gonna say, what about the Phillies? Oh yeah, hmm. they're terrible as it is. Do they even have a they closer? No, because they trained up one. Right there, it is Phillies. <laughs> Phillies, boom, lock it in. <laughs> All right, Phillies <laughs> or Astros? I mean, who's the Astros closer at this point? Do the Braves have a closer now? Oh, yeah. Kimbrell. Could go to the Braves. I like Who it. Who is closer? Do they, or do they not have one? Let's see. Go to the Padres, too. They just lost Kimbrell. Hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, the Braves could be... I mean, they have Jim Johnson, but he's not even really good anymore. See, my point with this, guys, is Someone there, are teams, there are teams out there. Because we just put, like, three or four out there, and that's just spitballing. There are teams out there, and I think he will be on a team by, I don't want to say by like the start of spring training, but by the end of spring training, he will be on a team. I think if there is no suspension, um, I think it's going to be, he'll be on a team before the All-Star break, but, it's a big but not before spring I, training. Oh, what if there is a suspension? He doesn't play next year at all then? I think depending on the amount of games, if it's getting up, like, like Jess said, 50-75, uh, at that point, it's like, you know where you stand with the in your division, you know if it's just going to be a crappy year or not, and I don't know if there's going to be a team desperate enough out there. Like I know we just named a few. Uh, I'd be surprised if there's a big suspension and he does have a team. But if there's no suspension, which I'd be surprised if there was no suspension, period. I don't, there should be. If there absolutely should be. I don't think... What is the suspension? Do we know? I mean, not, not suspension, but we don't have that. But like, what is the... Um, policy in the MLB like rule book. So is, is there one's completely set? I know we read it. Um, I think on the show we were talking about the Jose Reyes thing. Yeah, we. I don't know if there's really anything set in stone about it. Um, I'm... Yeah, there is. I'm looking it up. Okay. Yeah, it, there's an article here that MLB and MLBPA agree on domestic violence policy. This was in August. So a couple months so ago. pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. Um, if only I wasn't so terrible at reading things in a short <laughs> period of time. Oh man, we can come back to it. My point was just that it's 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 not. We don't, if it's set in stone that he's going to be suspended, some teams might stop looking at him now. But I don't think it is yet. So I almost I feel think like, it's a given. Yeah, and I feel like if 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 he's suspended, I'd say fifty is the line. If it's fifty or more, I don't think any team's going to take him the entire year. Kind of, kind of along the lines of what you were saying, Lauren. Gotcha. That's what I'm feeling like. Less than 50, yeah, somebody will probably be like, oh, he's not suspended for that long. Let's, let's grab him. We need a closer. <laughs> also known as the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me, to be completely honest. Would not shock yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think the Astros. They have Luke Gregerson, and he's been pretty good. I think I think the Phillies going to be the team that... Unless they're so terrible already by the time he comes back, assuming he's suspended, that they decide they don't need a closer because they're not going to win anyway. Yeah, that's fair, that's too. possible. Do you think the Reds would want to keep him? Um, if he gets not. suspended, if he doesn't have a team and he gets suspended, do you think they cut him loose? Well, they already cut him loose, didn't they? They already cut him loose. He's a free yeah. agent. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. He's gone, yeah. So. This happened, they said, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> or did, they get rid of him? did they get rid of him before he got suspended? That may have happened. Um, or was it after? Probably, I think it probably was, after. I think it was after. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty big mess up over there. 
Yeah, this this uh, domestic violence thing, it doesn't say anything specifically about, like, a time period or if it's, like, automatically. Gotcha. They're saying they want to, like, set an example that makes clear that there's no domestic abuse in our society, which you can probably assume to mean that there will be a suspension no matter what if they're not, if they're making, if they're saying they don't want a place for this in our game. Yeah. They're probably, you probably can't say that and then not suspend a guy for this. It, it wouldn't shock me if he gets suspended. I'm, that's where I'm leaning towards it happening. I'm not, I'm not thinking that he's not going to get suspended. I just think that I'm looking at both sides of it. If he doesn't get suspended, he's probably more likely to get picked up. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of guys who uh, were supposed to go somewhere and didn't, to put it in better, lack of better terms, um, Hisashi Iwakuma um, failed his physical with the Dodgers and then ended up going back to Seattle on a one-year deal. Um, this is the second deal for the Dodgers that has fell through. Chapman being the other one we just talked about, of course. Um, Iwakuma feeling his physical, that's insane to me. The fact that he went back to Seattle is probably a safeguard because they wanted him anyway. Um, and now they got him for a cheaper deal. What do you guys think of this whole mess with Iwakuma? Well, How do you first off, you were going to say the same thing I was going to say. Uh, yeah, it's like... Me and Lauren talked about this at work a couple of days ago. And we were just saying, what What do... Do you know, Jared, what do they do for a physical in baseball? Like, what... Does it consist of like if, if you fail it? What do you like? Are you like admitting you're not in good shape? Like what is it? Well, it depends on. If, I don't know his prior history, like Iwakuma's in terms of injury. I know he's been hurt before. I know that, but um, they'll test everything from like shoulder strength to just physical endurance to um, okay. stuff like that. That's like injury related. Okay. Yeah, it's probably failing. Phys- yeah, you can fail your physical for not being completely healthy with your sh- former injuries. So, like if you had, say, you had Tommy John surgery, which I don't think that's what Iwakuma did, but. Say you had Tommy John surgery, then you wouldn't feel your physical because your shoulder wasn't 100%. That's, that's feeling your physical. Oh, okay. So it's not, yeah. not stepping on a scale and getting your weight and height measured and stuff like that. <laughs> no, it is not your typical trip to mom and pa's doctor and failing that kind of physical. No. Uh, that's what I was picturing because that's what I think of when I think of physical. So we were sitting there trying to figure out, like, what the heck do they actually do? So Iwakuma picked the wrong lollipop after his appointment, so he failed the physical. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, now that we know that, all right, well, yeah, I can... I can see then if the guy's... Well, that that probably means he's injured then if he failed the physical, which, yeah, if it's a bad enough injury, then the Dodgers wouldn't want, or who would want him, period. Which makes turns into what you're saying, Jared, returning to Seattle to safeguard because he was already there, which would probably mean another team wouldn't want him if he's already injured. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I just think that um, they understand his health history, and they understand that what he can do when he's healthy. So they, now they're going to say, well, now we'll get him cheaper and we don't have to lose him and we can nurse him back to health. So he's a good pitcher. Yeah, it's not like he's bad. It's just that he didn't pitch for so long at the beginning of the year. Right. Unknown medical issue with the evaluation. Is that what it was? Physical. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Hey, by the way, um, I found the discipline for the uh, domestic violence thing. What is I'm it? looking further into it. The commissioner will decide an appropriate discipline with no minimums or no maximum penalty under the policy. Players may challenge such decisions to the arbitration panel. So what it looks like is that it'll probably get suspended because they don't want that in their game, but there's not anything specific for how long it would happen. So they can make an excuse for any type of suspension, really. Basically. They can go back to that and just go, well, we have final say, so, ha. Huh. Right. Yeah. So that sounds a lot like Roger Goodell. So that's official. No. We have final say. It's our call. No. Uh-huh. Don't turn it into Roger, Rob. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't think he has the ability to do that. I don't think he has the power, willpower in him to do that. Yeah, you got to be a pretty awful person. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, so Iwakuma, going back to Seattle. Good for Seattle and all that and all this mess. They get a good pitcher for cheap than they, cheaper than they probably would have if they got him right away. Um, so Dodgers get screwed again. More on that later. Um, another big signing was Jason Hayward. Because he wasn't sure where he was going. We weren't kind of sure. He was kind of linked here for about like two seconds, but he didn't come, obviously. Um, thought we, I thought he was going back to the Cardinals. Um, ends up signing with the rival Chicago Cubs for eight years, $184 million. Two opt-out clauses after the third and fourth year. And Hayward has afterwards come out and said, the Cardinals are older and the Cubs have a better future, and that is why he went with the Cubs. And he said that publicly. Obviously, Mike Matheny was not happy with that saying, but he's right. The Cubs are younger. The Cubs have a brighter future. Might as well go play with a team that can probably sustain success longer. Granted, the Cardinals are never bad, so kind of a toss-up. Yeah, I mean, he never said the Cardinals were bad. He just said they were old. 
And like you said, it's yeah. not a lie. And the Cubs, I do think, have a better chance, better future um, with their, their offense, their pitching. Obviously, they made a great playoff run last season. So, I mean, I can understand why people are ticked off about his comments. I and mean, nobody wants to hear that they're old by any means. But, I mean, it's it's a game. It's They have a job to do, and they want to do what's best for them. And they want to play on a team where they think they have the best shot at getting a ring. That, that's everyone's end goal. Yeah, I think that I, I think it's kind of stupid for him to say that they're a little older because, like you said, Jared, they win all the time, no matter what happens, because they're just a good franchise and a good team. So I think that was kind of useless to say. And what's the point of ruffling your old team's feathers, like you clearly did with Mike Matheny, because he was very, very displeased with with him saying that, and like because he, the, the players that Hayward mentioned of being old, and like Wainwright and Holiday, people like that. Uh, Matheny was like, these guys are like our best players, and everyone would love to play with these guys. So, like, who is he to say that they're old and not going to be good anymore? So, I think it's kind of necessary to say. I can see why he would sign with them because of that, but I don't. I, I just don't think it's necessary to say that. Spark some uh, more juice in that uh, rivalry, though. But sure will. Maybe that was his goal. <laughs> okay, that was his goal. Then. Good job. Like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to play for the Cubs. I might as well ruffle some feathers on the way out. <laughs> well, that's what he did. That's what he did. Oh, he certainly did. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything in terms of Hayward saying anything. I was, no one's asked him about Matheny's comments yet because, well, he hasn't spoke since he said that. So um, I'm sure someone will ask him at some point next time he's in front of the mic. I'm intrigued to see his response. But the contract, guys, is it a lot? Mm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> for, I mean, for it's, a lot, it's, player, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I guess... Just when you say that, I mean he's not. He's twenty six. He's still young. I don't know. That good though. He's good. No, that good. Yeah. No, I think they're paying him to be a consistent player in their on their roster. Um, Theo clearly wanted him, paid from the roof to get him. Um, They might not pay him all that money. He's got opt outs after the third and fourth year. So, and if he plays continuously well, he might think he can get more money and opt out after three or four. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those opt-outs come into play. I don't think he'll ride this contract out unless he starts kind of poorly. Then he'll probably try to ride it out to play it out to gain his value. Because eight years, he's, what, 26? Yeah. So 34. So 30 and 34. By then, he might be very retired, depending on how he is, because his career is built on his speed. He's a great defender that yeah, way. That he always just over time. Exactly. He went 30, and your speed's down. That's probably why these opt-outs are in. So the Cubs can get the good years, and then he can opt out when he's playing well, and the Cubs probably know he's going to decline from there, just from past history with people losing their speed. I don't think long contracts are good ever, because I feel like, I no. feel like people never last until the end of them. Look at um, Robinson Cano. Yeah. Robinson, yeah. <laughs> he, came out, he came out and retracted his statements, but he's not happy out there. No, and that's the thing is... I don't think these players, when they when they sign these big deals, they think of the the time. They're just thinking of the money, and you realize you're yep. stuck in a crap team for eight, nine, ten years. And it's like, great. I even if you have opt outs, that's still four, three, four years. That's still a long time to be a place in a place you don't like and you're not happy with. And that's the thing with that kind of stuff is, like, with they all they look is at the money, like you said, Lauren. But yes, yeah, if. Robinson Cano is a fantastic example. If your situation isn't good, like, yeah, he was with New York for a while. That was obviously a good situation for him. Then he goes to the Mariners, and he doesn't like it there. He's not having fun. Well, yeah, great, you got all that money. Now you're still there for several more years. Like, that's what I always feel like happens. It's not even necessarily because they played maybe on that first team that they played with for, like, seven or eight years or nine years, like six and one like Jacoby Ellsbury. But then they go to a different yep. situation where it's not as good and they don't thrive as much or they're not as good of a player in that environment. And then suddenly it's like two years. Oh, my God. How, how can I get out of this place? It's like they don't look at the team compared to the number of years that they're agreeing to. I feel like that happens literally almost with every single one of them. Um, I think this deal is different, not in the sense of the length of the contract, but Hayward gave a decent reasoning for why he joined the Cubs for such a long de- period of time. Right. Because he said that they have the better future, and that's why he picked them. It wasn't like he went, um, he wouldn't go specifically for the money, at least we don't think that. Um, Robinson Cano clearly went for the money. He had a better situation to stay in New York and play for the Yankees. He didn't do that. This situation, Hayward was good either way. Hayward probably would have won sooner with the Cardinals, but the Cubs have a great future. 
for a long time because that roster is primarily under 30. Yeah, I think he was being smarter than most of these guys because he is actually looking at the team of the Cubs good long term, yeah. eight years. That actually makes sense. The other guys don't make sense. So, yeah, for this one, I think it's he's not a good example for that because I think he actually did like the intelligent thing to do. Yeah, I don't really think there's any doubt about that. They're they're a good team. They're really rebuilt themselves the last few years and See you. Yep. <laughs> Always comes back if, to Theo. If people right? deny if people deny at all that Theo was the one to build the teams here, you can you can throw that out the window now because what he's doing in Chicago is exactly what he did here. And at some point he's gonna break this curse because um they were right on the door, knocking on the door last year and they filled some needs um with pitching and stuff like that. So That's what he does. Theo's doing Theo's doing a great job. He's the man. Of, he's the man of no curses, and uh, another big signing there with Jason Hayward. I like the deal personally for the Cubs. Um, I think it's huge for them to get some a little more age. I know he's young, but he's still a better. He'll be a veteran in that locker room. Um, oh, yeah, upon the position player. So that's huge for them to get a little more veteran leadership. Obviously, the pitchers, um, pitching staff with Lester, and of course the, the signing of John Lackey puts some more leadership there. Hopefully, no chicken and beer persuades its way into the Cubs locker room. <laughs> but Josh Beckett isn't there, so I'm not afraid of that happening. Um, Jason Hayward's huge for this team. I think that they're going to be, he's going to be a great leader for some of these young kids who already have a great head on their shoulders. Spe- speaking of um, great young players, and Anthony Rizzo, of course, and Chris Bryant lead the bunch with that one. Um, I think he's going to be phenomenal for that clubhouse and on the field as well. So I think you can't go wrong with this contract. I think it's worth the money. I don't think he's going to get paid all of it. I think he will opt out after a couple years, after three or four years. But they're going to get their money's worth, but they do pay this guy. Yeah, I just, I think it's a good deal for them, and I think it's smart. I just don't get why you have to pay someone like him that much. But that's how, uh, well, how it depends goes on what, what was the Cardinals offer? What was the Cardinals offer, do we know? Well, I know it was over $200 million. Woo! So it was even it was more. over 200 Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. We talked about that last wow. week. Yeah. I think they offered, I'm not sure how many years, but it was it was said to, it wasn't like official, but it was like assumed. Okay, so even better that he made the right choice. I mean, he didn't make it for money. No, he didn't. He made the choice for baseball, which is, no one does that nowadays. Right. So, good on him. And he did the best and way I possible. Think, I just don't get why you have to pay someone like him that much money, but that's how it is these days, I guess. You gotta think the Cubs did as much, gave him as much as they probably could afford. Um, he and especially with that two hundred million dollar table offer on the table, they couldn't go too low. And I think that if they went too low, he would have said, "Screw it, I'm going to go to the Cardinals. I'm not going to take that less lift a pay cut." But I don't know what the years is with the other one, but he's still losing a decent chunk of change, about twenty mil, to not play for the uh, Cardinals. Um, but he he chose the situation he wanted. It was going to make him happy. I think he's going to be good for that team. I think they're right back in the NLCS next year, and who knows beyond that. Um, I think they're the favorites to win the World Series right now. Really. I believe they are. Um, and the Red Sox are the favorites to win the AL um, American League. So, hey, that'd be nice. Well, favorites never work <laughs> out, so it's probably not going to be either of them. <laughs> yeah, didn't Vegas predict uh, the Red Sox to win the World Series last year? They did, and that definitely happened. That definitely yeah, happened. Vegas. They uh, they have another ring. I don't know if you guys knew that, but we were uh, 2015 World Champs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you missed that. It was a parade and everything. It was great. Oh, so four, wow. four out of 11 years now. Sweet. Yeah. The, the, the duck boats went to Charles again. It was great. Yeah, I don't know how I missed all that. Yeah, me too. I don't know. You guys were living under a rock. It was a great parade. I jumped in the Charles. Wow. Is there, is there a video of it? Uh, yes, I, I, I saved it. I'll, I'll show it to you guys next time I see you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Great. That would be awesome. To actually, if only I was telling the truth. Yeah, we yeah. really wish. America, you a Merry Christmas? <laughs> uh, holiday fever. Christmas is this week, guys. It's crazy. Yeah, five days. Five days, man. Coming up quick. It is. Indeed, it is. All right. What else do we want to talk about? What else we got on this list? Let's talk about, uh, before we get to something that I hate talking about, what we have to talk about, let's talk about an old friend. That is Bronson Royal. He didn't play last year. He didn't pitch last season. Had Tommy John, Tommy John surgery. Self-proclaimed himself 100%. Says he's fully healthy and ready to go. Um, there are, I believe there are seven teams, last time I saw, interested in the pitcher. I don't know what the, who they are. They haven't been released yet. But I like that he's getting some attention. I think he can still pitch in this league as a lower guy in a rotation, probably favorably in National League for his own sake. What do you guys think of Bronson Royal telling us all he's held? Um, well, there have been some teams that are listed. The Nationals, Pirates, Orioles, Padres, Braves, Reds, and Phillies. Um, they have reportedly reached out 
to Arroyo. So, I don't know. He's 38. He's getting up there. And Tommy John surgery is obviously a very difficult surgery to come back from. And him being older worries me, too. I don't think he's 100%. I don't know if you can ever really be 100% from Tommy John surgery. but Especially when you're his age. And you're certainly not the same pitcher after no matter how young or old you are. So, I think he'll sign somewhere, not for a very large deal, maybe for a year. And he's definitely not going to be the pitcher he once was, certainly when he was here. But I hope he signs. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I love Arroyo, too. Yeah, I'm sure someone will get him. It's People are always looking for pitchers. If he is healthy, I mean, he's been very durable throughout his career, minus this, this Tommy John now at this point. But I don't think he missed a start, like, period, for, like, the rest of his career. I could be wrong, but I know he was, he's been an Iron Man throughout. And yeah, he's pretty terrible when he's here. Yeah, I mean, he hardly, hardly ever misses starts. So I think if he actually is healthy, then somebody should definitely grab him, and somebody is probably going to feel really good about how, how he's pitching for them because he'll probably, probably be good here. Cubbies? The region? Maybe. A little Cubby action? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he goes to the Cubs. Yeah, Not, not everyone can go to the Cubs. I know. <laughs> Share the wealth. Everyone. Cubs versus the world. They've already taken Lester from us. Like I don't want them okay. taking Arroyo too. Lester's a little more painful than Bronson Arroyo would ever be going to the Cubs. But still, they can't take everyone from us. They can't. Won't let really. them. They could. Darn they could you, Joe them. Madden. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to ruin. I like Joe Madden. I can't really do. That. I love Joe Madden. I like him too. He's just a nut job. That's why I love He's him. He's taking all of our players. But hey, it's working and they're winning. So. Can't really argue yes, which is that. why we shouldn't like it, because we're losing those players that are making them win. Oh, man. <laughs> I love the Cubs, though, so I can't ever hate on them. Can't hate the Cubbies. Um, but, yeah, so it's good for Tommy. It's good for... Um, Tommy Arroyo. Bronson Arroyo. <laughs> I, was going for, I was reading Tommy John as I was thinking. <laughs> great John. for Tommy John. Bronson good for Tommy John. Um, yeah. Good for Bronson Arroyo that his Tommy John went successfully. And he's healthy. Um, call him Tommy John surgery. Bronson John from now on. Bronson John surgery. <laughs> Tommy Bronson. Tommy, I like Tommy Bronson surgery. Bronson surgery. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's, it's glad that Tommy Bronson surgery went well. And uh, no, but really, it's good that he's healthy. It's good that he's trying to get back into the game. Obviously, he holds a small place in our heart here, considering what he helped to accomplish here. But um, so we wish all the best, of course, here at Red Sox speak to Bronson Royal. Um, and now to the topic that none of us really want to talk about, but we're going to because we kind of have to because it's kind of big in baseball. Um, obviously, when the new commissioner Rob Manfred took over. Mad, a lot of people, and assumingly Pete Rose, automatically thought about the fact that he could potentially get into baseball again because Bud Selig had a stick up his rear end about uh, about Pete Rose and was never going to let him back in. He obviously was too old to do his job anymore, so he retired. Rob Manfred took over and has done a stellar job since he's taken over. We've talked about this many of times. And now, Pete Rose asked, can you review it? Can you think about it? I'd like to come back. And of course, Rob Manfred, the good man he was, Said and did the right thing and said, "I will listen to. I will listen to it. I will look at it. I will. I'll reconsider it. You. Ha- I'll think about you." And he said he eventually came out and said that he would make a decision by the end of the year. It's getting kind of close now, and of course we all know by now he had made the decision. Pete Rose is not coming back into baseball. Rob Manfred has upheld Pete Rose's lifetime ban from Major League Baseball. And um, guys, I don't mind the decision. I'm sick of talking about Pete Rose. I hate talking about Pete Rose, but. I think he didn't deserve to be, and he. I, um, I've heard a lot of conversation about the um, the steroid thing comparing to Pete Rose. I don't like that comparison, but he did cheat. And I know I've said before that I wouldn't mind him being in, but when you really think about it, he's just as big of a cheater as the steroid. So if you're not going to put the steroid guys in, then you're not going to put him in either. I completely disagree with you. I think Oof. it's stupid that he's not allowed in. He didn't like. I know he didn't do steroids. He set these records by not doing steroids i think it's ridiculous and it's so old at this point that it's like a why is it even still being brought up and b like just let the poor guy in at this point like you're already letting him do the broadcast just let him back in right obviously it's not going to happen now but i mean he'll be a shocker he'll be hilarious if they let him back in when he croaks oh that'd be terrible i could see something happening like that i'd be like oh well you know what he's dead now we can honor his honor his legacy by letting him back into the game putting him in the hall of fame so he's got to die to get back in that's terrible i guess i guess so that's probably what it's got to take at this point yeah i don't i don't know where i i mean i've said before in the past that i want him to get in and then i that was before i really like knew what was what exactly he did and 
how much he did and when he did it and all that. And now that I know more about it, I kind of agree with Jared, which is weird. Whoa. Um, yeah, welcome. I, welcome. <laughs> I, welcome. I agree in the sense that, like, if you're going to let steroid guys in, let them in. If you're not going to let steroid guys in, don't let them in. As I get to this point, there really aren't steroid guys in, so don't let them in. But at some point, the steroid guys probably are going to get in. But if he already has a lifetime ban, they're probably not going to change that. So then there kind of comes the discrepancy of, of each one once the steroid guys, or even one steroid guy gets in. So I agree that it's kind of similar to that. I don't really care either way. I mean, gambling, I don't know. It's Yeah, it's bad, but I'm kind of with you, Jared. I'm kind of sick of talking about it. I'm so sick of talking about it. But I think that you can look at it and go, well, may, well, if one steroid guy gets in, does that include David Ortiz, who was borderline steroid? Does that mean it has to be Barry Bonds? Someone like that. I don't know. But I, at this point, I'm sick of talking about it. And just, if you're, there, he's not in. We're done with it. And he shouldn't be in with the way baseball logic has taken us in the last, since his original time being banned. If you say so. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I don't agree, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'll agree with you Subtly, on that. Subtly, sarcastically agree. None of us want to talk about it. <laughs> Oh, man. I will say one more thing, though. I will say one more thing. I know I've said in the past that Pete Rose should be in, and I wouldn't complain if he ever got put in or reinstated. I don't want to talk about it. He was never going to go to the Hall of Fame, I don't think. But he was a phenomenal player. He did. He was big for that big red machine, and I think that as a player, if it wasn't for that crap, he would be in the Hall of Fame first ballot. Easily. Yeah. Most Easily. most hits and most games of all time by a lot. Yeah. So, by a ton. Uh-huh. I think that he would deserve it if he was not banned for gambling on his own games and basically throwing games. But we'll kind of see where that goes. Um, if he ever gets another shot, probably not. Highly doubt. I think this was his last chance. And I think from here you kind of go at it and look at it and go, you know what? Tough luck. Move on with your life and see what you can do outside of baseball. Because And keep doing what you've been doing. Because it doesn't look like anything else is going to happen for you. Yeah, it is too bad. I mean, it's like he... <laughs> His numbers strictly alone are incredible, and obviously he didn't take steroids and all that stuff, so it's just strictly strictly baseball-wise, and I've heard, I mean, his nickname is Charlie Hustle, and everyone just talks about how he's... I, I read somebody, I think it was somebody in the Globe, they said that you see how hard Dustin Pedroia plays, they said Pete Rose played three times that hard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, he, 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 did, he was a workhorse. Right, most hits of all time, most runs of all time, most games of all time, and so it's like, not most runs of all time, sorry, it's most played appearances. Um... But he leads leads baseball in all those categories with 24 years of nose to the wall. So, I mean, it's just, it's too bad in terms of baseball-wise, but obviously that's not what it's for, so, oh well. Oh well, indeed. Um, one more thing before we get out of here, and it's probably going to be a short show, just because, you know, it's, uh, it's not as much to talk about as we would hope. Um, we want to do a little segment here. Uh, winners and losers so far from the offseason. We're each going to pick one. We each forced ourselves to pick different ones from each other in excluding the Red Sox. Um, I don't know if you all agree with me, but I think the Red Sox are probably, if you put everyone in, in together, they would probably be the biggest winners of the offseason. Even though we're biased, but I know other people agree with that. So I've seen that not just around here. I've seen that nationally. Yeah, yeah it's hard to argue with that one. Yeah, all they, they've filled, they filled all their needs in the quickest amount of time with big-name guys, so you can't really argue that. But... So, Red Sox aside, we're going to pick one um, one of each, one winner, one loser for each person. I'm going to go first and pick my winner first. And I, th- I think, I was talking about them earlier, um, the Cubbies, man. The Cubbies have done a great job this offseason. They needed a third pitcher. They were never really going to David Price, but they went and got John Lackey, who was, was phenomenal last year and can really pitch well when needed. Um, and he's going to be your third starter, so that put, takes pressure off of him as well. Um, plus, you put him back with Lester. And those two have worked well together forever, and obviously we started here in Boston for so long. Add With uh, Lackey move aside, you added Jason Hayward, we talked about, and Ben Zobrist, two really good baseball players, um, widely veterans who know what they're doing. Zobrist has played for John Madden before, so that relationship will be nice and tight for the locker room as well. I think the Cubs just hit, not to be punny, but hit, hit a home run here in the offseason, and they, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I like that. They're obviously had a good off season and like we said they they went to the NLCS last year and they're people think they're gonna go back and they're they're favorites again for World Series, so can't argue with that one. No, can't argue with that one at all. It's very good 
Good pick. I would have picked it if you hadn't picked a first shard. <laughs> well, my winner from the offseason, all the you know, Red Sox aside, I'm going with the San Francisco Giants because now at this point, so they're going for their they're going for their fourth World Series win in, in eight years. They're going every other year like they've done for the last six. Um, and they've lined themselves up to be very good again. You know, they already have Madison Bumgarner at the top of the rotation. they got Johnny Cueto and Jeff Samarja. Obviously, Cueto's good. Samarja, jury's out on him. He could be good. He could be average. He's been a little average over his career, but he's obviously on a good team now where he could get better. So those three guys at the top of your rotation, they still have Jake Peavy, Matt Cain, Chris Heston. Uh, they got a pretty good bullpen with Sergio Romo and Hunter Strickland, Santiago Casilla being their closer, and obviously their offense always gets it done in some shape or form with, with Posey and Brandon Crawford and Hunter Pence, Brandon Belt, guys like that. So I think their team's just looking good overall. It's, it's their year to win and getting getting two of the better pitchers out in the market for uh, for the offseason. I think that they had a very good offseason, so I'm calling it a win for them. Nice. I like that one, too. That's a good one. I always forget about Smarja. Yeah, I know. It was a smaller deal and not as much money, but he could be good. Of course I like that pick because of Cueto. But <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, you know, with everything they've had going on the last few years, they're always a very solid team. So I think that's good pick. I like it. Um, I'm going with the Arizona Diamondbacks because of Zach Greinke, and I thought he was going back to the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks was one of the last teams I ever thought he'd be on. Um, so I have him, they got Shelby Miller, and they were only a 78-win team last year. So I think with Granke and Miller, they're going to be like 85-88 wins. So I think they definitely won the offseason. That deal for Shelby Miller, though, was terrible. Yeah, well, to Diamondbacks. They gave up so much for a second pitcher, a second-tier pitcher. We're not talking about anything about Shelby Miller again after that god-awful three-hour conversation about his ERA and his wins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not a part of the show anymore. You should feel apparently. Anyone missed that? Um, go back to the archives and check it out because that was hilarious. I don't remember when that was. That was a little while ago now. Yeah, it's like probably like a month and a half ago. But it's crazy. It was heated. It, it was. got heated. I like that pick um, though because with the Diamondbacks, because they're already knocking on the door of being a pretty good team with Paul Goldschmidt leading the way. Now they have Grinky and Miller and Ruby Del Rosa. So they're uh, yeah, they're some pitching. So yeah, they're, good. they're in good shape. Yep, and uh, can't forget about having good old Goldie over there. So. Yeah, good uh, good off season for the Diamondbacks so far. Uh, let's shift over to the losers. Give mine first. Um, I'm gonna go with the big blue Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, first, you lose Granky. That aside is a tough loss. He didn't go back to the Dodgers. He was potentially gonna go back there and eventually chose not to. Um, this whole all the stuff with the ICL Puig situation now roughing around the locker room as well. Didn't he have to make a move, and that that guy's still causing issues in the locker room. On top of the fact that you had two guys who were supposed to come to you, and Arlis Chapman and Iwakuma, both not end up coming because of off the field, whether it be injury or obviously the sexual abuse stuff. Two guys who would have helped your team not come, and the Dodgers are a mess right now, and they can't get, they couldn't get guys there. Puig situation, losing Granky, it's just a mess right now, and the Dodgers by far, to me, have lost the offseason so far. Yep, I totally agree with that. I. I would have picked that as my number one also. Just terrible situation. And they lost Don Mattingly, too. So now they have to get used to a new manager, Dave Roberts, too. So Davey Roberts. Between that and all the garbage that happened to him, yeah, yes, Steel Puig. Now in a bar fight, they found out. Guy's a disaster, like I've been saying. So, yes, Dodgers. Terrible. Terrible offseason. Good for them. <laughs> now I'm just going to go to my next one, because I'm sure you'll agree with everything that we just said, Lauren. Um <laughs> Unless I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, speak up. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> All right, my loser is the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and I'm mainly picking this because they didn't get David Price and didn't even offer him a contract. So you, Big loss. you lose your ace. Now your ace is, I don't know, R.A. Dickey or Marco Estrada? I'm not sure. What, oh, Marcus Stroman, I guess. But Stroman, I think, yeah. I would go with him. None of them are top tier, obviously. They're all, no. they're all in the middle. So between that and uh, just not having your... Your your go to guy. I mean, he was nine and one with a two thirty ERA for for the Blue Jays, so that really pushed them into the playoffs. So I think the odds of them equaling the success they had last year and then not having Price, I think they're going the wrong way. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm still surprised they didn't even offer him a contract after all he did for the team last season. Yeah, and he said he want. Didn't he originally he say he would want to go back? Yep. Yeah. And they're like, nope. 
right. Thank you, thanks, for, thanks, for the, thanks for the help, Bryce. Bye. Yep. Dumb. Sorry, right, we, we benefited. I'm cool with it. Yep. <laughs> um, thanks, Toronto, for being the Blue Jays, as always. Gotta love that. I like both the picks for that you guys chose. For mine, I'm going Cincinnati Reds, and we kind of talked about it in the beginning of the show, the whole Chapman thing. Just gave the team so much negative PR, and this guy is just, you know, it's it brought the team – He's going. He's supposed to go to the Dodgers. We're supposed to get. We're supposed to trade for him, get people in return, and now it's just like there's so much negative attention around this team that it's. I know he's a free agent, but now it's like now what do they do? So I think they lost out this this off season. Yeah, I like that pick, Lauren. Um, the Reds could maybe could have even tried to keep Cueto. They didn't. They didn't go after him again this off season. So they're a bad team trending in the wrong direction. That's for sure. Yeah, they're always terrible. Go Reds. That's true. <laughs> go, go Reds. Woo, way to be a loser, as always. Oh, there you go. There you have it, our winners and losers. Recap real quick. Lauren had winners, Diamondbacks, losers as the Cincinnati Reds, as you just heard. Jess had the Giants as his winner, and the Toronto Blue Jays screwing up the David Price situation as his big loser of the offseason. And because I wrote my pick down first, I got the obvious ones. Winner, Chicago Cubs, bringing in some good veteran talent pitching staff and positional-wise. And, of course, Big Blue, the L.A. Dodgers, just everything going wrong so far in L.A. for a new manager, uh, Dave Roberts, out there in L.A. So um, Dodgers, big loser for me. Um, and there you go. That is our show this week. Of course, you can always find us on Red Sox Beat on Twitter, at Red Sox underscore Beat, Facebook, Red Sox Beat Podcast, Tumblr, iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We ask you every week, and uh, we'd love you to go on and help us out. Um, this show was brought to you by Grandstand App. It's the new sports app. Sports highlights straight from the crowd. Share your own sports highlights and watch videos straight from the crowd, all from the fans' perspective. Download Grandstand on the App Store or at grandstand.me. It's a great app. I love it. I've used it already. It's phenomenal. It is really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, it yeah, actually is good. Too. Yeah. So um, there you go. Another show in the books. The three of us all did, didn't fight too much. Didn't We got along for once. Uh, Jess agreed with me again. It's happened multiple times in the last month. I'm getting soft. Don't know where that goes. It's the off season. Stop it's not your soft, most. Jess. It's the off season, Jess. It's not your strongest time. Of no, day. it's not. Wait till the regular season. I'm never agreeing with you again. You'll be down my throat <laughs> once one stop. I want, training. I want another epic rant like we had when Jess said that the Red Sox could be the World Series. Jared was going to buy us all playoff tickets. <laughs> I want. I want that again. Spring training. We'll make sure it happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll say something stupid in spring training, and Jess will go off. I'll make sure of it. Uh, say something stupid at least once a week, anyway. So. Um, this is our last show, of course, until after Christmas, so we wish everyone from here at Sea Honest Radio and Red Sox Beat specifically have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Um, hope you don't have too much fun Christmas Eve so you can enjoy Christmas with your family. Um, we'll be back next week. Like like always, we'll be back and talking some off-season baseball. If you haven't seen Star Wars, go see it. On a side note, I recommend it. It's phenomenal. Um, other than that, we'll be back next week. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and... Um, Go Red Sox baseball in the offseason, I guess, because there's nothing else to root for at this point. Ho, ho, ho.